MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Welcome one and all in here, out there, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and we are back. Back, baby. After a three-week hiatus, it was magical. I went on vacation. Taylor Swift announced a new album. Harry Styles did not spit on me. And the walls started closing in on former president Darth Trader. Turns out... Turns out... Turns out stashing top-secret government documents in the basement of your country club is, to use some technical jargon, super illegal. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Since the FBI obtained a search warrant for Mar-a-Lago at the beginning of August, the DOJ has begun building a pretty strong case against the former president, which might be why, as a sort of stalling tactic, he filed a motion requesting a special master to review the documents seized by federal agents. I gotta say, special master. (laughs) Actually, sounds kind of kinky. You will address me as the special master, and you will submit your motion to dismiss no later than 3 p.m. Friday. Now beg for my gavel. Normally, normally the purpose of a special master is to go through all the documents and determine which ones are relevant to the case and which might be protected by something like attorney-client privilege. But given the national security implications here, most legal minds assumed a judge wouldn't do anything to hinder the investigation. But yesterday, federal judge Eileen Cannon granted the former president's request to appoint a special master and barred the Justice Department from using the seized materials for any investigative purpose until the work was completed. But that's going to slow everything down, Eileen. You know the old saying, justice delayed is just what he wants because he just needs time to shred the evidence. (laughs) Perhaps most bizarrely... (laughs) That's how you do it? I think that's how you do it again. Right here. You're good. You're good. (laughs) Perhaps most bizarrely, Cannon's ruling orders the special master to look out for documents potentially shielded by executive privilege. But he's not the executive anymore. (laughs) Joe Biden is. So he doesn't have any privilege here. That's like saying to a bad cop, all right, you're fired. Give me your badge and your gun, but you can keep the car because we know you love the siren. (laughs) And you can keep the gun. (laughs) Judge Cannon... Judge Cannon appears to be giving the former president special treatment. As part of her logic here, she writes that, as a function of plaintiff's former position as president of the United States, the stigma associated with the subject seizure is in a league of its own. Yes. Forget no one is above the law. This president is in a league of his own. (laughs) Just ask Tom Hanks. Laws in Mar-a-Lago. That is... It's a delay. It's it's very quick. No. He's not drawing it too much. 
This decision is bonkers. And don't take it from me. Here's a sample of reactions from the actual legal community. This decision is quite unmoored from practicality. This is a legally wrong decision. The judge is basically making this up as she goes along. It is factually incoherent or factually naive in a number of respects. The defense is wrong. <laughs> All right. Just wrong. Wrong. Defense is wrong. Chocolate. So why is Judge Cannon going so far out on this very, very stupid legal limb? I don't know. Maybe because she was appointed by the former president and confirmed just days after the presidential election in November of 2020. So she's a brand new judge who was handpicked by the guy doing the crimes to preside over the jurisdiction that includes the place where he was committing the crimes. That's like if the head ref of the Super Bowl was Tom Brady's dad. <laughs> Pass interference, defense, first down, my beautiful boy. <laughs> So strong. So beautiful. <laughs> it's not like the Justice Department didn't give the judge a preview of just how dumb this decision would be. Last week, they filed a 36-page response full of juicy details about what they found. More than 100 documents with classified markings, including 18 marked top secret, 54 secret, and 31 confidential. And the new codes for the Saudis. <laughs> no contrary, why would the Saudis want the nukes? Do the Saudis have... Why would, why would the Saudis... Why would they want the nukes? Contrary to what the former president claims, secret documents were found all over Mar-a-Lago, including the former president's office. Look at that carpet. That is the second worst presidential rug I have ever seen. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Now, bear in mind, the former president was keeping highly sensitive material at a club that hosts weddings, galas, and other large events where outsiders are common. Many employees, as well as some visitors, are foreign nationals. Yes, and instead of a mint on their pillow, some Mar-a-Lago guests received an origami swan. <laughs> the government also told the judge how many attempts they made to get the classified material back voluntarily, pointing out that the former president's lawyer, Christina Bob, turned over 38 classified documents and then signed a statement swearing that, after a thorough search, no other classified material was found in the storage area, but then explicitly prohibited government personnel from opening or looking inside any of the boxes that remained in the storage room. So, I don't know why they were suspicious. The boxes were clearly marked Christmas stuff. The feds... Just... You just use the... Just use the... Excuse the... The feds also recovered documents related to the use of clandestine human sources in intelligence gathering. That means lists of our secret operatives in foreign governments. Why would he have those? Is he writing a new spy thriller? Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Woman, Man, Camera, TV? <laughs> That's... Get it back. Get it back. Almost as disturbing as what the FBI found is what they didn't find, because 43 empty folders with classified banners were taken from a box or container at the office, along with an additional 28 empty folders labeled 
as return to staff secretary or military aide. Now, his defenders have said, see, some of these folders are empty. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> How true. Much in the same way finding condoms in your wife's purse is upsetting. <laughs> but finding empty condom wrappers in your wife's purse is fine. <laughs> <laughs> While the ex-president feels the walls closing in, Joe Biden has been riding high. He passed a climate change bill. Gas prices are dropping. And... And... And this weekend, he found a quarter behind his grandson's ear. Okay? Pays down the deficit. It's paying down the deficit right there. <laughs> With all Joe's momentum, or moment Joe, he's hitting the trail now with a fall campaign message. The Republicans who keep acting like fascists are kinda acting like fascists? <laughs> he kicked it off with a fundraiser in Maryland when he said, quote, it's not just the ex-president, it's the entire philosophy that underpins the, I'm gonna say something, it's like semi-fascism. Now, some people think that's a wrong thing to say, and I agree. Semi? It's not like they tried to overthrow the election just a little bit. <laughs> Last week, Biden emphasized the threat facing our democracy in a primetime address delivered from, I want to say, Skeletor's house? <laughs> it was... <laughs> Some red lights. It's just red lights. Skeletor! You pull out, it's red, white, and blue. It's fine. Fine. It was an urgent and prescient warning that our democracy is on the edge of disaster. So naturally, the three main broadcast networks declined to carry the speech, instead showing Law & Order, Young Sheldon, and Press Your Luck, <laughs> which is basically what America is playing with all these authoritarian candidates. No fascist, no fascist, no fascist! No! Wrongler. <laughs> Yesterday, Biden went to Wisconsin to deliver his anti-MAGA warning, and he noticed a heckler in the audience. By the way, all right, God love you. Let him go. Let him go. No, 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 no. Don't let let him go. Let him. He's look. Everybody's entitled to be an idiot. No, no. Everybody's on it. Okay? Come on. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Let him go. Everyone's entitled to be an idiot. A little ding dong dim dingler. Regular chicken spine, ginger snap, real no taffy galoot, excuse my French. And every idiot is entitled to meet me behind the bleachers after this speech so I can introduce him to my two friends. No joke. And I mean it, folks. <laughs> now, no, 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 no,
the, the Trumpies. By which he means the former president's enablers, not to be confused with the award show of the same name. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Alex Wagner. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. My first guest tonight is a journalist you know from Showtime's The Circus. She's now hosting Alex Wagner tonight on MSNBC. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Alex Wagner. All right. Okay. So nice to see you again. It's so nice to be back again. I always enjoyed talking to you when you were over here with the circus. Mm-hmm. Now, now you got your own gig over there on MSNBC. I do. And I'm glad that you're you're my, my first guest here after me being off for a few weeks mm-hmm. for the summer. So you can, you know, lay lay out the parts on the lawn for me. Lay, what 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 did I miss anything? No, anything? Just, it's been a lot of search warrants and swimsuits. Uh, it's been an exciting <laughs> poolside at Mar-a-Lago. You know how it is in August. Mm. Tis the season for special masters. Nothing supposed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go too far. Yeah. This is CBS. Just right up to the this line. This is CBS. Uh, okay, the judge. So let's 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 t- talk about this. Yeah. Um, this judge, Eileen uh, Cannon, Cannon who, who was who was appointed by the former president and then confirmed after he lost. He lost. Okay. And he did lose. He did lose. And ju- just happened to be uh, the jurisdiction happens to include Mar-a-Lago, which is fascinating. Yeah. Um, she, she, Coincidence? Yes. She, she granted the request for a special master. She did. Um, what is a special master? Like, what, what's, what's this person supposed to be doing? Well, apart from a very antiquated term... Yes. ..the special master is someone who is an independent arbiter who is, in this case, going to look over potential claims of privilege, which is to say attorney-client privilege or, more controversially, executive privilege. And there are 11... Thousand documents we are talking about here, Stephen, that have uh-huh. been seized uh-huh. uh, since the beginning of August. So, are they going to have to go like page by page? I Do you mean, have any idea, or, or are they going to just go like now these are the <laughs> thing on the front that says super secret, don't ever take home. <laughs> this one has yellow. Just... It says top secret, don't touch Donald Trump. Exactly. Um, is that no? It's going to take. I mean, in theory, if we go forward, if the Justice Department doesn't appeal this, mm-hmm. this is going to take a long time. I mean, by the way, because first you have to decide on who the special master or special mistress is, and mm-hmm. you can imagine that there is a lot of sunlight between 
um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the DOJ and the Trump legal team on this, right? I well, mean, they have to come to a mutually agreed upon yes, person. Yes. So the so the, his lawyers yes. have to agree with yeah. the DOJ's yeah. lawyers about what constitutes yes. as a neutral arbiter. Yes. In theory, this is I mean, never you could have happen. like we want Rudy Giuliani. Well, we'd like Barack Obama. I mean, like it's impossible. <laughs> To imagine a scenario where there, and then that person also, by the way, has to happen to, ha, has to happen to have top secret classified security clearance. Because that's the craziest part of this, which yes. I just love, is that so he <laughs> keeps saying it's all unclassified, it's all unclassified. Yes. I declassified everything. Abracadabra. Abra, yeah, yeah, yeah. Omni Domini, you know, it's uh, every, everybody, yes. all the all the oxen free. Yeah, yeah. All the things. It's all declassified. Yes. But when his lawyers applied for the special master, they yes, said, it. now the special master has to be someone of a high security clearance because <laughs> yes. this is all classified and material. Admitting that none of it's classified. In right. fact, part of the reason that the classification, the declassification process is so rigorous is because Trump, when he was president, would tweet out declassified Classification, like abracadabra, I've declassified these documents via mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. And basically behind the scenes, the DOJ had to work to ensure that you couldn't actually declassify things by Twitter because then the press was like, oh, if it's declassified, we want it too. And so the, 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 the sort of system by which things were declassified was really tightened under Trump because of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And now here we have the harvest of Donald Trump's insanity right back on his own plate. Oh, so, okay, so... Um, yes. It's a lot. So it, I know your, there's, there's, so, there's, so, there's question, so much this, to this drink could take in. A long time. This could take a very long time. Okay. Because if the special master, if they somehow find the wizard who has the top secret clearance that both parties agree to, that person then has to review 11,000 documents, right? We are mm. headed toward to the midterm elections, which yeah, yeah. are in November. All this investigating is supposed to happen outside of the political calendar. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about 11,000 documents that could not, both sides could not agree that, that, that some of those documents are privileged. But doesn't the, the special master get to decide? But, but, but you can appeal the special master's decision. So it's a great clock gobbler, oh, as we, sure, as it we call it. Oh, it could take years. I mean, like, it could gobble years. I mean, depending on what the special master does. There are, okay. So far, the DOJ has set aside 500 documents that they say are privileged. The special okay. master has 11,000 to choose from. Now, wow. if this person is particularly aggressive or not aggressive enough, mm -hmm. either Trump or the DOJ could appeal it. I mean, my sense is the DOJ would like to wrap this up quickly, but you know sure. Donald Trump loves nothing more than a delay. Well, there's there's also the... It has been... Um, the idea has been put out there that the DOJ should really, based on this evidence, mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to do anything based on this evidence, the judge says, based on this evidence, they should go look at Bedminster. They should look at his kids... Homes. They should look at Trump Tower because why would it just be at Mar-a-Lago? He's got this stuff stashed everywhere, and that makes a lot of sense to me. So the clock gobbling yes. is an important part of this because it gives him a chance, allegedly, to destroy <laughs> yes. the rest of the evidence, it is doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, listen, um, this is someone who had 48 empty folders that were marked classified, I right? Know. And that's just at Trump Tower. I don't, I'm sorry, that's just at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know that he knows where everything is. This stuff was mixed in with his passports and an old shoe and a raincoat and a razor blade. I'm not even making that up. That's literally stuff that was in the boxes that he gave back to the Department of Justice. Why would a former president have three passports? <laughs> he had three passports. I mean, at this stage, I want three passports because who knows how this all sure. turns out, New you know? <laughs> New Zealand seems right? really nice. Totally. Canada's great in the summer. We have to take a quick break, but please stick around. We'll be right back with more of MSNBC's Alex Wagner, everybody. Calling all benders 
and non-vendors alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, we're back here with M- Sorry. MSNBC's Alex Wagner. That's me! So, uh, hey, now have you heard, I mean obviously if, if these are the documents that the DOJ says they are, there is no excuse for having them. Um, the law is pretty clear from, from what I've been told. But have you heard in your reporting anybody, any ally, any water carrier for the former president explaining why he would have them, even putting out a theory of why he would I have mean, them? I mean, listen, again, this is a jump into the dark hole that is Donald Trump's mind chamber. And I'm not sure anybody there... I'm not sure that there is a specific reason other than this guy, A, is a hoarder. This is someone who... And I don't mean, like, a clinical hoarder, but, you know, he likes squirreling away stuff he thinks is interesting, whether it's Shaquille O'Neal's basketball shoe or a love letter from Kim Jong-un. Like, this is a guy Those who are all takes, real things. Those are... Again, I'm not making this up. This is yes. real stuff. And mm-hmm. so some of it could have been that impulse to take mementos. But the other is, you know, he sort of has run his business like a crime syndicate. And, like, maybe this was leverage. Maybe this was a way for him to get back at potential enemies, or maybe mm-hmm. this was leverage for future business dealings. Yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was none of it. But he has, throughout all of this, never answered the very simple question, why did you take the stuff, uh-huh. and why won't you give it back? The second dumbest thing that he he did, other than the, like, you know, uh, by the way, you have the special master has to have clearance, is... The second dumbest thing is to say that he knew that it was okay for him to have them because he had declassified them. That's admitting that he knew he had them. Yes. Which, so they so they know his state of mind. He they he, he knew, knew he had them. He had these things, and the mishandling of documents is a crime for which he called for the death penalty for people. Oh, I mean, look. <laughs> do the rules apply to him? I'm not saying I don't believe in the death no. penalty. I don't believe that should be the case. I'm not saying death penalty. I don't believe in the death penalty, but he said that about uh, uh, Julian Assange and and Snowden. Listen, first of all, when the photo came out of all the documents splayed out on Mm -hmm. the floor, he didn't say, I never had those documents. He said, I didn't leave them in that condition. I had them in... (laughs) Those top secret... I had them in cartons. With my Time magazine covers. They were in my... Like, the last bin in my shoe closet. Very nicely stacked. I mean, he didn't say that part, but he did insist that he kept them, these records he shouldn't have had in the first place, very neatly stored. And yes, he could very well... I mean, other people have gone to jail for this. Crazy, last last crazy data point here before we move on, and that is is that the, this judge, Eileen Cannon, has said that uh, the, the issue of whether an ex-president has executive privilege yes. is not settled. And so the argument is that it might be 
that the ex executive privilege can be invoked. asserted, mm -hmm. invoked against the executive branch. Which is so so so. Well, that seems crazy. A, there is an executive. It's Joe Biden. <laughs> and B, even Joe Biden, it would be questionable for Joe Biden to assert yes. executive privilege against the executive branch. Well, and I will add that, like, one part of the executive branch gets to continue on with their investigation here, and that's the, the office of the director of national intelligence. Right. So it's completely... Can you say fakakta on this family show? Yes, you can. Okay. It is completely fakakta in terms of a piece of jurisprudence. But beyond that, I mean, like, the, the, the notion, the notion that you're going to assert executive privilege in this case is dangerous because we could have new law created here, right? I mean, Trump's lawyers would love nothing more than to run this up the flagpole to the 11th Circuit Court, which has six Trump appointees out of 11. Chances are they'd get at least a few of them that were Trump Trump friendly, and then potentially further up to the Supreme Court, where we know the balance of power there favors Trump. And like at the end of this, you could have new law crafted if, if this is run up the chain of command, if, right. if you will. Okay, so given that we don't, you know, no one ever knows what's going to happen anywhere, but there's a lot of, you know, very uh, gravel-covered, very narrow, dangerous cliffs forward for America. <laughs> Does that make you more or less excited to have your own television show um, now you know, talk about I'm, all yeah, I've, If it's all ending, I might as well be on TV talking about it live, you know? Like, so as I fall, as we all fall <laughs> off the cliff together. I, it's an exciting time to be a journalist. It's a distressing time to be an American. So what, what can we expect at 9 p.m. on MSNBC? Tuesday through Friday. Listen, what's, what's the Alex Wagner uh, show going to be it like? It is. We will all... Rachel Maddow has done an amazing and, and important thing in that hour, and I hope to carry through some of the rigor and the intelligence and the humor and just the, the joie de vivre that she has for the topics. Mm -hmm. That is something I hope to carry with us Tuesday through Friday. But also, you're going to see some different stuff. I was on the circus. You're going to see stuff from the field. I think news happens outside of the Acela Corridor. And sure. I hope to take our viewers to places in the country that they don't often see and hear from people that are, you know, at the center of these very heated debates that we're having as a country. Well, Alex, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Good to see you again. Alex Wagner Tonight airs Tuesdays through Fridays on MSNBC. <laughs> This has been The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Poncho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card. Where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR.